Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. free comic book day and um fuck dude they were like their store is like ultra tiny but uh like outside they had a dj um what yeah they had a dj out on the, on the sidewalk they had a uh, this person that was doing like artwork like you could have like a she made a um she made ha- thor's hammer with a bunch of um like thor comic covers and uh, just all sorts of little cool little stuff. They had comics 50% off, table. And then you went inside, and then, you know, of course, the regular stuff. And then they had the free comics in there. So it was like, um, so I went in there. I already knew I was going to get, I wanted to get a trade. I was like, I'll get a trade. I'll get a trade. I couldn't figure out what the fuck I wanted to get. <laughs> and you chose wisely. Yes, I did. Because I looked around, and I'm like, going, okay. And I'm like, the Killing Joke hardcover, and I admit I got a little hard. I, don't I got a little hard when you told me. Yeah, I was like, ah, uh. and then it was like, mm. then I was like, and, you, and, and I, then you made a sandwich and took a nap. Exactly, you know. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> all you do. I mean, you know. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I am Stephen, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, and over coming from Phoenix, Arizona, I've got Adam Motherfucker Riley. That's my legal name, too. Yeah. It's kind of scary. My middle name's Motherfucker. My mom chose that. <laughs> That's a little disturbing. Don't judge us. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, man. So you got the shit scared out of you, right? <laughs> motherfucker. Um, there's this old movie called The Stuff. It's a B-flick. B-horror flick. I don't even know when it came out. Like the late 70s or or early uh, 80s. The acting is horrible. Who's in it? Is it anybody notable? You know, I'm going to pull it up because I think the kid in it is somebody notable. Oh, it came out in 1985. <laughs> oh, the, same year Back to the Future. Um, yeah, please do not put them in the same sentence. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know who these fucking people are, man. Here, let me see. Who's Patrick O'Neill? That sounds uh. As everybody's listening, yeah, we're listening to them scroll through IMDb. Hmm. Oh, Paul uh, Sorvino's in it. Oh shit. He was the Colonel. Oh, Michael Moriarty was in that. I know him. He used to be on Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Moriarty, and then there was he was the he was the good guy. He was young cat in that movie too. Um, Garrett, Garrett, kid? Garrett Morris. Holy shit! He's from Saturday Night Live. Danny Aiello. Now, Garrett Morris is also now on uh, Two Broke Girls. Two Broke Girls. He he deserves he deserves some ass from those chicks too. I don't know who. I think Scott Scott Bloom. That's the kid. Scott Bloom. Why does he sound familiar? I can see it in the eyes. Hmm. He was the only good actor in the movie. Oh Jesus! Yeah, the kid. So, ba- okay. So, spoilers. It was 1985B horror movie. Um, <laughs> there's there's this like stuff, the stuff, really, mm-hmm. um, bubbling out of the ground. And it's it kind of looks like Cool Whip. I'm serious. <laughs> it and, probably uh, was Cool Whip. Probably was. It, it, you know what it looked like? Barbasol shaving cream. Uh-huh. Um, it had that kind of consistency. So obviously this guy, you know, he grabs it. He doesn't immediately just, I'm going to eat this. But he, he grabs it and he's like, oh, it smells really good. Like almost like he's drawn to it. You know, that kind of shit. Right. And he tastes it and then he's like – he can't get enough. Like he's like, oh my god, we could sell this, obviously. <laughs> so now they're drilling it out of the ground. Uh, capitalism at its finest. Right. So there's, you know, it shows little commercials for it every once in a while, and it's called the stuff. It's like it's fat free, it's calorie free, because that was in the 80s, you know. Right. The whole be healthy craze shit, and um, which never stopped really, um, and. So people are buying it and they're loving it. Like, they, like they're loving it. The only one who doesn't love it is that kid, Scott, played by Scott Bloom. Um, he he noticed like one day that it moved, like the st- it like moved by itself. So he's like, "Fuck that! I ain't eating that shit." Right. But his whole face got like an older brother, and a mom and a dad, and they're 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 all like trying it, and then slowly but surely. Like, he opens his fridge and that's all that's in the fridge and all the food's in the trash. Like it's just the stuff. That's it. Just these little canisters. And that's how the whole world's getting. And then like he didn't want to try it. And like it got to the point where his parents, who in the in the beginning of the movie were good, you know, good little fucking mom and dad. They weren't bad parents. All of a sudden like if you want to be part of this family, you're going to eat this. Like they're going nuts. So he runs. That other dude that you said, oh, he's in this. He's he's like a oh he worked for the ice cream company so the ice cream company didn't like it because no one was eating ice cream anymore right and they played this off as serious right so but he he saves the kid because his family oh and another thing too they don't get tired like nobody sleeps anymore so they correct. all they all feel great yeah pretty much so. He's running from him. He gets to the car with the guy. Blah blah blah. They go to the, you know, they go to the factory. They all song and dance in these fucking right. moments. Um, the movie creeps me out because I don't like when people lose their mind in that way. For it's always bothered me. Like when someone's like, 
they're fine at first and they're like oh this new thing is really great and then all of a sudden they're like if i don't have it or if other people don't try it i'm going to fucking kill them i don't i know that freaks me out like i don't know why i don't fucking like it so when i watched this movie as a child mm-hmm. i didn't like it <laughs> and then i saw another thing and i'm like oh this movie kind of scared me when i was a kid watch it again i did not fucking like it I mean, it was on Netflix, so I was kind of skipping around. It, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, if you like B horror movies, like old ones, not slasher, because it's not a slasher flick, but like the B suspense movies, or it's kind of a monster movie, I guess. Yeah, kind of like, uh, the old school, like you're dealing with, like, um, like the blob. Yeah, I was just thinking. Those kind of movies. If you dig that, like, check it out. Because it is, it is, it's a good movie for what it is. You know what I mean? But, (laughs) <laughs> fucking creeps me out like the kid the poor kid i felt so bad for him you know and, and he he they gave gave him the stuff and said go upstairs and you eat this you come down when you're done if you don't eat it you're not part of this family like this fucking disownment like jeez oh, so he goes upstairs and he throws it in the in the fucking toilet and it starts moving around like it's trying to get at him and he's like fuck you and he flushes it and uh, he f- he puts Babasol in the fucking container after he cleans it out. And he comes down like, oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, fuck it. Give me a whole bowl of it. You know, whatever. And then he, he puts it down and he just dips because his the dad's looking at him like, this kid's full of shit. <laughs> so he puts it down and he runs out the back door and the dad, like, tastes it. And he's like, get him. And they all fucking chase his poor ass. I'm like, damn, this is your mom and dad right here, dude. Damn. Yeah, so, and, and they never – I don't think they ever revisit the parents. <laughs> you never find out what happened with them. Can't imagine why. There's too many loose ends, man. Too many loose ends. It doesn't go into the core. Like Now you got an expansive universe because now you got to deal with all these characters individually. And, you know, <laughs> It's the spawning of a franchise is what it is. <laughs> It's such a bullshit movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was like in like one year time after this podcast is going to be like, yeah, we we heard about this movie and it, he's right. There's just so many loose ends. And so we we did all this fan fiction about all these different characters and what happened to them and where they're going now. And I don't think I don't think you ever find out what this shit is they just i think they just say that it's ancient like it's been around since fucking before the dinosaurs like that kind of shit well of course you it's know? in the 80s you don't have any you know you don't use facts in those movies yeah and it's some kind i think it's a bacteria or something i don't fucking know all i know is this cool whip coming out the ground <laughs> and it supposedly tastes really fucking good and they get addicted to it and it's crazy too because like I don't know what spawns this, but it did it a couple times in the movie. They're eating so much of it that it's all through their body. So then, like, a couple times, this shit just fucking kills the person, comes out of its fucking throat. Just, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) No, that part part had me laughing because it's 80s fucking cheese. Yeah. Kid, I was not laughing. I didn't want to eat anything for like a week i was like shit pissing your pants oh man so i this weekend i mean saturday was like the day to be a geek like dude 
Saturday was just <laughs> I mean, it was May the 4th Be With You Day, Free Comic Book Day, and Doctor Who Day. So, Which I haven't even fucking watched yet. Seriously? I'm looking at it and put it in the show notes. Damn. I'm busy, man. I don't fucking care. I'm on the grind, baby. I'm busy. <laughs> Is this your boy? Is this your boy? <laughs> um, but so in honor of, you know, uh, may the fourth be with you, decided to watch Star Wars. So Adam knows I picked up because I was stupid. I picked up the Blu-ray edition when I do it, know you were stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, was it like a year or two ago when it came out? So. You know, George Lucas likes to fuck with these movies and just, like, completely, you know, hey, you know what? We don't have an expansive scene to show what the Stormtrooper toilet looked like. So let's do that, you know, just because I can. Hey, I'm a fucking dumbass who can't think of a new idea. (laughs) Exactly. Why why doesn't he just work on Howard the Duck (laughs) 2? Fucking around with Star Wars. Oh, man, but... I'm just saying. It was funny because like he does all these different things. Three does the graphics. Three does all of that. But there were a couple of things in there that were still mistakes. Like the most importantly, and I, I watched for when the scene came up. I'm like, oh my god, I have to see this. And it's that scene where the where the they the stormtroopers open the doors for the was it that um. Station open where, the pod bay doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where they open the door to that control room where R2 and 3PO were waiting in the Death Star. And the door doesn't open all the way up. And in the original movie, you see the pers- one of the stormtroopers bump their head against the bottom of the door. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny scene. It is a funny scene. It's just like real quick. Just don't... <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's And if you have to look for it. Like, you'll see him bump, and then you see him, like, grab the bottom of his mask to, like, prevent the mask from, like, coming off or whatever. But what's funny is, is that it's still in there! (laughs) Lucas doesn't do anything to fix it, doesn't do anything to, like, take it out. He leaves it in there! See, Han no longer shot first. Right. But that motherfucker still bumped his head. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, what the fuck? And still with... And then still... And it was... It was... He tr- I think he tried to muffle it in this one just a little bit, but you still know it's there. It's after Luke blows up the Death Star and lands, he shouts out Carrie instead of Leia. And it was kind of noticeable in the other ones. And this one sounded like he tried to muffle it just a hair, but I'm like, really, dude? You couldn't clean the audio? You know, it's, it's just, it strikes me as like, we'll, you know, we'll redo the layout of the trench when the x-wings go into it but i don't want to deal with that little thing (laughs) well i always think that uh lucas was always the kind of cat now we don't have to worry about this anymore because it's not his problem anymore but um lucas i think let that fame get to him like the the whole star wars thing right like and, and and people like that sometimes they get they get a little weird just a little I mean, bit. that motherfucker was always on that ranch. Yeah, he didn't leave it. Right. Often, I mean, I think I think he became recluse. He was like the Michael Jackson of directors. Real <laughs> fucking strange. Like something <laughs> something isn't quite right. You know, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. And I think he was still haunted by the Howard the Duck ticket sale. <laughs> Just, just, just throwing that just out. Just throwing there. it out there. Just putting it out there, out in the world. 
But speaking, I saw, I saw it, Lucas. I'm just saying. <laughs> but speaking of, uh, speaking of, awesome day the fourth was. Uh, I went to free comic book day, of course, um, and I picked up hardcover version of the Killing Joke. One of my favorite, one of my favorite trades. Yeah, you know, it was funny too, because like, you know, for <laughs> every, every comic book fan knows that you got to save up for free comic book day because there's, they're always throwing sales or throwing something for mm-hmm. shit for that, and and it's good publicity. And and I went to, you know, we've we've or I've spoken about pit stop comics out here in the in the in the uh, San Fernando Valley, in the L.A. area, and small little place, but they fucking did it up. Like, I've never seen that kind of shit. Like, at the other comic store, they had artists and shit, but they had kind of like a little bit of a festival vibe. Like, they had a DJ and, like, people to do, like, um, somebody did a uh, Thor's Hammer with uh, with Thor covers from his comics and stuff like that. Some pretty cool stuff, 50% off comics, things like that. But it was a fun vibe, you know? And um, and so I went over there and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy a trade. I wasn't going to buy really much of an in like individual console. I was like, I'm going to buy a trade at least. And uh, yeah, I bought a trade. I bought The Killing Joke because I looked at it and I hadn't bought it on the soft cover because I was like, I kept pushing it off, pushing it off. And then all of a sudden sitting lone on the shelf, the hardcover version. And I like, <laughs> pretty much, I mean, I, you know, I told Adam, I pretty much got a wreck just like standing there watching it and um it happens it does it really does and then uh then as i'm waiting in line and they they position this perfectly waiting in line to buy it and then of course they have the new release rack right alongside where you're waiting in line it's like oh shit this is out yeah i'm like going oh yeah that's right issue 19 of uh of action with andy Diggle. oh, oh they have um 20 also oh that's cool oh age of ultron that looks cool oh yeah that's right then the the tony um the iron man comic came out 40 dollars later <laughs> i'm walking out with like this bag full of shit i'm like god damn it <laughs> i really hate when that happens mm-hmm. but it was cool it was it was money worth well spent i thought it's always money well spent when yeah. you spend it on comic books. Absolutely. Now, Iron Man 3. Your ass hasn't seen it yet. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Hopefully. You better. Because I want to finally fucking talk to you about it. Hey, you know what? Because I'm not a little bitch. Everyone, oh, fucking Midnight Show. Oh, I'm going to fight the crowd. Fuck you. I'm going to see it Monday in the morning. When everyone's at work, it's, I got the day off because I don't have to fucking navigate the damn crowds. Hey, I didn't see it at a midnight showing. I saw it at a 9 p.m. showing. So, fuck you. Fuck you. But, uh, no, I want I want you to see the one point. If you guys want, um, I it's not really spoiler-laden, but if you want to read my review, you can read my review on the website, lazygeeks.com. Uh, but I thought it did really well like it was it's hard to follow up the avengers you know um but i i really liked it because it was shane black so it was dark in tone um it had a lot of action and it really delved into stark but see the thing is iron man 3 is not supposed to follow up the avengers see disney and marvel's a fucking genius what they do is they set it up where these movies are by themselves, and then the Avengers is in like a different 
that's in its own thing. Well, no. So you can only really rate Avengers with Avengers. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is the last movie we had. No, I know. I that, know. That, I'm just saying. But I'm, yeah. I, know, I know what you're saying. All right. Good loud of me. Take the bass out of your voice. You're talking to me. All no, right. no. <laughs> no. 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 No, I'm just saying that, yes, there's that, but it's easier to separate them because of the way they've positioned the movies. Yeah. Like they're they're smart. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Shit. But uh, don't mind. <laughs> but uh, do wait for the after credit scene. It's it's nothing like it's nothing mind blowing like we saw in the other ones. It's just really really funny and and Avenger fans we get a little kick out of it. Oh yeah, watching them all eat swama just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> that shit was funny, dude. Boom. <laughs> that shit was just too funny though. <laughs> I'm sitting there eating swarma. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know what Swarm is. Um, I know I I've heard it. There's the place here, but I I'm, like, I'm not gonna go eat it because I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Swarma is a you're looking leaven leaven something Arab meat preparation where lamb, chicken, turkey, beef, veal, or mixed meats or mixed meats that is mixed meats um, are placed on a spit. It's fucking. It's roasted shit and a piece of bread. <laughs> it looks good. Hmm. All right. Well, when you just have saying. it, you, you, you just let me know how it is. I don't think they sell that kind of stuff in Arizona. There's too many gun toting Americans <laughs> around here to be eating them terrorist food. <laughs> oh, man. Sadly, not kidding. Yeah. Um, very true. <laughs> so. The news, then. Yeah, I think it's time we get into the news. Okay. All right, some of the most memorable Hollywood film scores come from the legendary movie composer John Williams. From Close Encounters of a Third Kind, Jaws, to Harry Potter, John Williams' score is the most memorable in composing the music of all six Star Wars movies. In recent weeks, Williams has expressed interest in returning to the franchise, um, returning to the franchise with all new, um, with all new films. However, when films given new lease on life tend to move toward um, a new direction, such as Zack Snyder using a completely new score for Man of Steel, J.J. Abrams doesn't feel the need to do such a thing when it comes to Star Wars. Many people began wondering uh, whether he would re- return, given that Abrams loves using his current collaborator, Michael Giacchino, who did Lost all and all the like, Mission Impossible and Star Trek, but it seems that during a press conference for Star Trek Into Darkness, he confirmed that he will be using Williams for the score. Quote, for Star Wars, it's very, it, it's very early days to know, but I believe that going forward, John Williams will be doing that film because apparently he was there long before I was, according to Abrams, uh, said to The Hollywood Reporter. While still considered early in the scripting phase of Episode 7, this is one of the first things that Abram has commented on publicly about the film. So now I have to admit that I'm a bit relieved to hear that I will be hearing his amazing score in the coming films. Now now you know you know it will feel part of the Star Wars universe. I agree. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I could, I mean, I, obviously, you know, According to Adam Orth, we would just have to deal with it if he went with someone else. But it's nice to know that we won't have to. (laughs) 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 
maybe. I want to see how many cameos these new movies get. Oh, I know, dude. Because Disney will pay the bucks. Oh, yeah. You can see a fucking Dave Chappelle as a fucking Jedi Master. Like, <laughs> Dave Chappelle's Jaja Binks. They're bringing him back. That, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Miso, miso, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> they shouldn't have a game. You Ewoks money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, um, I don't even have an article to read for this one. I just wanted to talk about it for the. So, Daredevil and Ghost Rider. Uh, the movie rights are back with Marvel Studios, Disney as well. Um, where they belong. Where they belong. So, do I expect to see this? These two characters, not so much Daredevil, but Ghost Rider's probably like a fourth tier character. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. As, yeah. as cool as he is, you know, he doesn't really fit in with anything. Right. You know, and, and I always felt it was funny to have a character that the Christian devil created, but then Thor is there. Like, I get really confused. Yeah. So where we're going with it, but you know whatever, that's fun. It's so. it's weird because like I they tried doing a crossover one time with Ghost Rider and Spider Man, and it just didn't seem to fit. Like how no. how, how does that happen? Go, go, Ghost Rider only fits by himself. Yeah. It, it doesn't unless he's teamed up with some other from his his little realm. Right. But it, it doesn't. Ghost Rider is a very interesting character because he's a demon basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it doesn't fit with anybody. Anytime you see Ghost Rider with any other Marvel character, you kind of just raise an eyebrow. You're like, uh. yeah, I I never understood that. Like, like I because I actually have an article coming out on Monday, which today for if you're listening to the podcast on Monday, uh, about how. Marvel Studios now seems to be kind of backing away from Doctor Strange being a Phase 3 character. So there's some speculation that, well, maybe they're going to switch it to somebody who they just got the rights back for. So, who knows? Maybe they're going to switch out Strange and maybe put in Daredevil? I would say Daredevil for Ghost Rider, but... Oh, yeah. Ghost Rider's uh, like a Phase 6. You know? (laughs) That's when they've already got, like, oh, we got Prince Namor. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. See the the thing that bugs me, and, and this is this goes back to the rights things too. Is is we're watching these movies, and I'm watching the the Avengers. Okay, right. New York is what on fire at the end of the end of the movie. Um, if they would have had the rights, Spider Man would have been there. Oh yeah, the X Men. But they don't have the rights, so every comic book fan in the back of his head is going, what "The fuck is Spider Man? Yeah, where are you sleeping? Where you the, know? where are the X Men?" Where are the X Men at? Yeah. Where's you know? Richards? Reed Richards would have something to do, you know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the Fantastic Four when it came outside. Yeah, you know, you know when you know when you know uh, when the Hulk is getting his ass kicked by all the all the curl, you know, all of a sudden you hear it's clobbering time, and then like thing pops in. Yeah. How awesome would that have been, dude? Just like it's clobbering time. Or oh, you see fucking you see. Uh... 
the aliens like land in the street and then you just hear flame on <laughs> i'd be like yeah <laughs> but see those things will never happen i know it kind of chokes you up doesn't it, 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 it politics kinda... yeah politics fucking shit up <laughs> you know and i wouldn't care so much if they would make a decent fantastic four movie <laughs> i know I mean, the only endearing – there were two endearing qualities and for two separate reasons of the original Fantastic Four movies. Here we go. One was um, the dude who plays – now plays Captain America. I think he was really good. I thought he was – Actually, all the actors were good in that movie. Uh... Well, the one who played the thing was kind of whatever. And I guess Mr. Fantastic was kind of whatever too. Yeah. I was going to say Doctor Doom was a little whatever. Doctor Doom was a little too much. Um <laughs> The other thing, obviously, Jessica Alba, who is amazingly hot. But that only holds the movie for so long yeah. until you're like, why? That's why in the second movie you saw in brown panties for a couple seconds because they, they were trying to go, remember? Yeah. Remember, she's hot. And I told you when those movies came out that Jessica Alba is the invisible woman. There will be a moment where she's invisible, but she's naked, too. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> There's a tease. There's and it te- happened. Yeah. It happened. So. Uh, I'm just saying. I forgot about Fantastic Four. Um, rightfully so. Yeah, I know, right? But, but Daredevil, they need to do right. Oh, God, yeah. They need to repair. That's, that's like Marvel's Batman. Yeah, that they need to repair that badly. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. And then maybe if they put an Electra in there, maybe they'll get some of that looks... The way Electra is supposed to look, you know? Yeah, not just random hot chick. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's get her because she's hot. It's like, no. See, that was back. Daredevil was made in, in, in a dark time for comic book movies. Movies like Spawn were out. You know, stuff like that. Ghost where, Rider. Ghost Rider was out. Like, it wasn't <laughs> quite to the time. What was the movie that did the Spider-Man movies? Mm-hmm. Those are the movies that changed it. Yeah. Like, we're going to start doing these legit. And then the Batman movies came out after that, and everyone was like, all right, now we really have to fucking be serious. Right. Take the shit seriously. I think a generation just grew up. Yeah. To be honest. And then we're all like, hey, let's fucking let's clean it up. <laughs> let's clean this shit up. And let's, throw, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. So. Yeah, when my, when my Saturday morning cartoons have better writing than the fucking movies. Oh, Jesus. You yeah. might want to step step up to the plate. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the original Batman animated series is better than most comic book movies, and we... I'm including the new ones. Yeah, face. Maybe not and, so much. The new and, ones. and the sound you heard was a mic dropping. Two mics, motherfucker! That whole podium that the press uses, I dropped that. <laughs> anyway, we've been talking about yeah. this too long. Just, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right, let's get into some gaming news. Uh, I'm sure everybody's heard about this one, but when, what normally happens when you're dealing with the video game franchises, they tend to start adding more chapters to a series that should have died out a long time ago. Activision, which is known for beating a franchise into the ground, is going to try something new, sort of. Earlier uh, this last week, Activision finally announced the next generation in regards to their Call of Duty franchise. Call of Duty Ghost is being released in November and is being developed by Infinity Ward. The next chapter will feature a completely new story, setting, and cast, and will be running on their new next generation Call of Duty engine. No name beyond that. Uh, Quote, 
Infinity Ward set the gold standard for first-person action for a generation, and they're going to do it again with Call of Duty Ghost, said Eric Hersberg, CEO of uh, Activision Publishing, Inc., said in a press release. Ghost delivers an all-new story, all-new characters, an all-new Call of Duty world, all powered by the next-generation Call of Duty engine, which is a leap forward for the franchise. Infinity Ward is going all-in. Should have said balls deep, dude. Yeah, that would have been cool. Don't, don't, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no balls deep, baby. <laughs> I would have bought it immediately. <laughs> I know. I would have I ran and pre-ordered it. Like right yeah. in the middle of the right in the middle of the statement, I would have got up and pre-ordered it. Just take my money <laughs> to create a next generation of Call of Duty worthy of the world's greatest fans. The exclusive an exclusive first look of the new title will come on May twenty first when Microsoft unveils its new next generation Xbox console at their announcement event. So starting last week, you can actually go to any retailer and pre order the game, even though we know nothing about the game or its story. However, given that Call of Call of Duty games usually generate big business, it's safe to assume that Activision will have another hit on their hands. The game is expected to be released on November fifth for the Xbox three sixty, PlayStation three and PC they also mentioned the game will be available on the upcoming next-gen consoles. So, the trailer actually looked kind of cool ne- about it. The next-gen console thing sounds interesting to me, but um, I'm I'm interested in the game if, for what people are saying, is true that it's going to be a more focused on special ops because that's just fun right the, the run and gun stuff to me i'm kind of over it i mean i like even i rented halo 4 and i know die high call of duty you can't compare halo 4 shut the fuck up i point <laughs> guns at people and shoot them it's the same <laughs> shit um i was kind of lackluster about that you know i think i'm just me personally i'm over shooters unless they have something special like i just rented uh i got this coming that crisis 3 all right that's something different, you know, because you got that cool suit and shit like that. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm interested. Uh, will I pre-order a game that I only know the name of? No, because I'm not a lemming. <laughs> I'm not just going to buy something just because their previous game was good. First of all, Black Ops 2, I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. Compared to the, to Modern Warfare 3, I thought Modern Warfare 3 had uh, was a tighter game. But, you know, God forbid. I mean, I don't like the newest one, you know. Yeah, that's like saying you know what I, I liked NBA Live better when it was back in '97 when I played it on the Genesis. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad analogy because that fucking thing doesn't even exist anymore. But whatever, you know, just whatever. <laughs> I'm 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 trailing on a lot today. Yeah, yeah, you seem to be doing that. Real passionate about this shit. <laughs> um, all right. So when word first hit about Disney Infinity, the similarities to Skylanders. Were pretty obvious. Um, both games use real life figures to. I, I didn't want to say figurines. I don't know why. I'm like, eh. Figures <laughs> to interact with the game. So it wasn't surprising that people cried copycat when Disney showed off the new game. Disney Interactive ex- executive producer John Figanocci explains, explains what sets Disney Infinity apart from Activision's Skylanders series. So he says. There are similarities in that we have figures, but the similarities stop there. Fucking Ochi said. Yeah, it's, it's a glaring similarity. You didn't even have to point that out. Yeah. Um, Infinity is intended to be a platform for all things Disney. The play sets inside 
of Infinity a new and original stories. They are open world games. Another thing, this isn't a quote, this is me now. Another thing about Disney Infinity that Vigorochi points out (laughs) (laughs) is the toy box mode, which lets gamers create whatever they want in the game world. So he says... And then, of course, the toy box mode is more Minecraft meets Little Big Planet. He said it's something totally different, where we always we allow kids to use their imagination and take our brands to build whatever they want. Since launch, Skyland is has earned one billion dollars <laughs> worldwide wow. and sold over one million toys for their games. Uh, it will be an uphill battle for Disney, and Activision isn't too worried about it either, saying that they will continue being the genre market leader. Yeah, fucking Activision was, you know, typical Activision. They were all snob about it. I'm just like, whatever, dude. We'll just continue being the shit. Yeah. So, um, sure, it's obvious that Disney Infinity wouldn't wouldn't have happened if Skylanders wasn't there to inspire it, but I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Disney saw the creation of a game genre that people seem to really enjoy and capitalized on their incredibly large character base and created their own version. It's called competition, and Activision should more than likely be a bit more nervous than I care to admit. Um, there's two reasons. I never bought Skylanders. Okay. I could never get into it. I never bought it because I have a lot of children. Oh, and if they got into it, I'd be buying those fucking figurines every 15 seconds. <laughs> so this one, though, I'm more interested in for two reasons. One is the Disney characters. That, that Disney's, D- Disney's already at an advantage because they have the Toy Story, the Cars, Monsters, Incredibles, right. and all the other ones. Um, the Disney princesses, if they want to be fucking cool and throw those in there. Um, but another thing is the toy box mode. And, and I go back to a, a game, Toy Story 3, which is a little, little older. This game has a mode, it's called toy box. It's not the same as this one because you can't build anything, but there's a big world. And you can, it's like, it almost feels like an MMO. You can do whatever you want. And, and my kids love it. Like, they never get tired of it. You know, and if they have something like that where it's like, oh, I'm going to put, like, my, my youngest son loves uh, Woody from the toy store. He'll put that figure on the plate. Boom, I'm Woody now. And then he can build levels and shit. That's going to change the game. I mean, that that's something that is going to be amazing for kids because they're already connected to the characters. And now they can not just play a linear game. Because Skylanders is pretty linear. It's like Diablo. Like a kid Diablo. So, a very kid Diablo. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I'm not knocking Skylanders. I think Skylanders is the shit, too. But I think that Disney's going to come out, and they're going to come correct. Like, I, I think it's going to be the shit. So, you know. What do you think? Do you even give a fuck? I really don't give a fuck about Skylanders. I can never get into it. I never saw the appeal for it. But then again, you know. You're a bitch. I was about to say, I'm not that much of a fucking child. I have children. <laughs> I wouldn't buy a stupid shit for myself because because adults know what they're doing. They yeah. know. It's like most adults. Adults <laughs> weren't re- retarded. It's like so. Let you tell me this. There's a video game I have to buy for sixty dollars, but now I have to keep buying these fucking figures with it too. I'm hip to your game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll do it. 
but I'm not going to do it because I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because you told me to. I'm going to do it because you told me to. I'm going to do it because I want to do <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, man. All right. I think it's time we go into comic news now. Never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> Within a podcast, you were rickrolled. rolled. <laughs> uh. I struggled with talking about the closing of several music sites by AOL, as we usually don't cover music, but we do talk about technology. However, it was AOL, so I opted not to dive too far into the news. However, rumors started spreading over uh, the weekend about a week ago that AOL was cutting loose a comic website, Comics Alliance, and that had the respect of many in the community. But this past weekend at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, also known as C2E2, was playing out, and the comic site hadn't published word one about the event. As, it, as what usually happens with the internet, speculations persist about AOL close, sh- taking down the site, especially since the bloodbath had occurred on that previous Friday. CBR's Robot 6 finally received confirmation that AOL had indeed shut down the site. The site began in 2006 by Laura Hudson and uh, gave a mix of news reviews with a snarky attitude to boot. However, Hudson left the site back in June of 2012, and many said the site was never the same after her departure. But it seems that they were hitting a second wave of the internet bubble. Many sites that had made their name during the heyday of the internet boom are starting to go the way of the BlackBerry playbook. Many people pick and choose what information they disseminate, and site allegiance has given way to publishing rumors as news to maintain traffic numbers. It's a sad day indeed, but Fortunately, the internet will move on. Yeah, it will move on, and everyone will forget. Mm-hmm. Because I forgot <laughs> before it even happened. So I think I popped over there like every once in a while to kind of check news, but it wasn't a whole lot that I was really getting from them. You want to check tape? <laughs> I was just reminded of something. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to stop trailing off. So... This article actually comes from Comic Vine. Um, why I didn't write my own article based on this news, I don't know. Because <laughs> you um, Pretty much. So before the secret about the superior Spider-Man's identity was revealed, Dan Slott jokingly led people to assume Miguel O'Hara. Those 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 two last names are those two names are interesting together, aren't they? <laughs> Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> Just saying. You don't know it's whether a, an Irishman made a made a move to Spain or <laughs> it's a different time. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> AKA Spider Man twenty ninety-nine would be the main character featured in the Marvel Now Spider Man title. Once it was revealed who Superior Spider Man really was, Slot apologized. Uh, but back in January he did confirm that Spider Man twenty ninety nine would indeed be appearing in Superior Spider Man. Uh, we just didn't know when. Today, or whatever this happened, it was like a week ago, um, <laughs> at the Superior Spider-Man panel at C2E2, C2E2, um, it was announced that Spider-Man 2099 would be appearing in Superior Spider-Man number 17. The issue what? would be written. By, yeah, the issue would be written by Dan Slott, with art by Ryan Stegman. Yeah, the variant cover to the issue is by Oliver um, Coypel, and it's kind of badass, too. Um, they got the picture here in the article. 
there is a big threat headed towards Spider-Man and the heroes from two universes. And, and oh, I'm sorry, and two universes I needed to stop it. It was also mentioned that this is the Spider-Man story that has been building since the beginning of big time back in 2010. What the fuck? Let's drop a bomb, dude. Um, Spider-Man 2099 is dope. Always like that character. Um, he could do he could do like different shit, which was kind of cool. But you know, yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. But it's kind of cool. It's coming back. I mean, um, they haven't done a 2099 in a while. And then freaking, I'm still though. I Marvel's still confusing me with where their books are at right now. I, I think they need to. Yeah, I mean, I'm still like the whole like really we're going back to the whole two universes bullshit yeah. again. It's like <sighs> it's like I'm all, people are already confused enough. Yeah, it's let like... me not backpedal. I'm already confused enough. <laughs> like I, I think the people who are organizing the books in Marvel need to leave Disneyland for a second <laughs> and just go to a comic book store and look at their rack section. And just look at that, and then look at DCs. Not comparing characters, not comparing stories or artists, talent on both sides. But just notice how DC is all organized and nice, and Marvel looks like somebody brought their comic book collection in and dumped the box out. <laughs> like, it makes no sense whatsoever. I don't think it's that, it's that bad. bad. It's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. No, it's not. It's not that bad. No, <laughs> but it's it no, is. What it they're is. doing with the spider, what they're doing with Spider-Man, I think needs to kind of be corrected. Spider-Man's getting a little crazy. Yeah, they need to course correct that. And you know what they're doing? They're trying to capitalize on the popularity of the movie, yeah. so they're making as much Spider-Man as they can possibly they possibly can. Well, which is funny to me because in the beginning they were trying to stop that. Yeah. And now they're just. Let's bring all the Spider-Mans back. But at the same token, you know, how many Batman comics do we need and how many Superman comics do we need? Completely agree with you. Yeah. You know, and Batman's really bad. You got what? Like six, well, like five books, I think. The thing about Batman and, and the weird thing, and I have to explain to people. See, with the Spider-Man books, it's all different Spider-Mans. Yeah. But the Batman books aren't like that. Not that the books are necessary in any way, but you – there's Batman and Batman Incorporated are technically the same Batman, mm. just doing different shit. Right. But like Batman the Dark Knight, I think is different. Like, it even confuses me because I don't read the Dark Knight. I'll read um, Batman Detective Comics. Those Batman Detective Comics and Incorporated are all the same Batman. Yeah. And then you have Batman and Robin, which is a different thing, I think. But now it's Batman and Red Robin because Robin died. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, so sad. So Joker just likes killing Robins. I don't – animal rights groups are going to get upset. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we move into tech. Okay. All right. Well, with tablets pushing the limits of what a person will carry, Amazon seems to be gearing up for – a larger and more stunning version of their Kindle Fire with a 10-inch model. Richard Shim, an analyst for NPD Display Search, uh, told, CN- CNET, yeah, told CNET that Amazon is looking to begin production of a larger 10-inch Kindle Fire 
in the third quarter. Some of the early specs for the device have uh, tw- uh, 2560 by, 16, 000, by 1600 pixel density with a 10.1 inch display. That puts it at about 300 pixels per inch, which is denser than Apple's Retina iPad 4 with 265 PPI, 264 PPI. The screen mat, uh, matches the Google Nexus 10 and is claimed to have um, the highest resolution yet, which has had the which has claimed been claimed to have the highest resolution yet. Now, if you think that means that the earlier Kindles 7 inch and 8.9 inch are going anywhere, you will be sorely mistaken. They will live on, but most likely be upgraded to the same display density that you'll see in the 10 inch. So they're moving into that whole Retina display deal, which I guess it's cool, but you know, it, it's one of those things where like a lot of people claim that the Kindle Fire is like, oh, it's a cheaper, it's a cheapy version of the of the Apple. Well, yeah, not everybody has that kind of six hundred dollar disposable income to yeah. throw at an uh, at an iPad. But you know what? They seem to be doing really well, and nobody seems to be slowing um, Amazon down. You know, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not the playbooks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is it too soon? Too soon for that? Never. <laughs> Never too soon to make fun of a uh, BlackBerry. <laughs> Dude, it, it's almost too late. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So, um, we've talked about the upcoming Windows 8.1 update uh, coming to the operating system later this year. But what about what about the Windows Phone? Right. Right. Don't fucking talk about that update. Uh, don't think that Microsoft has left their mobile devices, let their mobile devices run astray. It was very, very uh, uppity when I wrote this. With the Windows Phone 8.1 update soon to come as well, known as Windows Phone Blue. Um, the next update to the Phone OS will have the same basic language as Windows 8 uh, when it comes to design, and in turn, and in turn, will share the same basic color schemes as its big brother. This will give the mobile OS a brighter look and add a bit more flair to the overall look in general. Um, there will be additional sizes for live tiles as as well, which seems to be the trend with every update now. They're running out of different sizes. Yeah, these live tiles. You know, they want to be able to make them smaller and you could fit more on the screen, and I don't really care. But that's whatever <laughs> to me. See, see, if you guys don't know, I have a Windows phone, so so I'm more invested in this. But live tile, I guess that's cool. It's just it's just a whatever. The device center uh, will be getting a facelift as well with clearer views of the battery level, brightness level, um, and other notifications like that. I call that the gutter. Why? It's like because it's it's actually from Eve. So it's yeah. it, in Eve when you're positioning Eve online, you're positioning your shit. You always leave the um, the very edge of the screen open because that's your gutter because then you can see things that are over there. But the gutter, because it's in the top. It's on the, you know, I'm just an idiot. So <laughs> it's that little top thing. Speaking of notifications, the biggest feature to be added to the to Windows Phone 8.1 is a new notification center that will keep you up to date on everything that your social apps and other apps are doing. Uh, this will act as a main hub for all current information instead of just relying on the toast notifications that seem to be hit or miss. A proper notification center, like what iOS and Android feature, has been asked for for pretty much for since pretty much inception 
and it's nice to see Microsoft answering their quest of its users. I'm really fucking excited about the notification center. Because the, the toast so they have like what they call toast notifications and it's just supposed to be, you know, ding ding and you got a Facebook message or da and it never works right. Like email and text works. But everything else doesn't. It, it's just it's really weird. Huh. You know, but I've gotten in the habit where I just check my Facebook periodically. It doesn't tell me shit. So with the notification center, it will. And a quase. Um, a few other bits will include automatic SkyDrive cloud integration for music, Internet Explorer, browser favorites, and other forms of media that may be on your phone. As a Windows phone user myself, Nokia Lumia 822, I'm excited to see these features, especially notifications. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so yeah, the notification center, and then also the SkyDrive cloud integration thing is kind of dope. Um, because for right now, you for the few things that you can, like if I take a photograph, I can send it to SkyDrive. But what what kind of and everyone else that has a Windows phone kind of feels the same way. Why doesn't it automatically send it to SkyDrive? I have to uh-huh. go into the options and put save to SkyDrive. Yeah. It should, like Google phones, they'll automatically yeah. send it. And I think the iPhone does the same thing. Yeah, you have, I to, think tr- that you have, be, you have to turn it off in yeah, order to, yeah. I, I think that should be a default thing because I always forget. And But what's awesome, and I love doing I know all the phones do it, but I didn't have a smartphone for a while. I, I like when, like, I take a picture of something important that I need to know, like whatever it is, and then I just save to SkyDrive and it's on my computer. Like that's dope to me, you know. But I shouldn't have to say save to SkyDrive. Yeah. Because it dumps it in a folder and it's a, it, a folder said, um, I think it's a save from phone or something like that. But we'll just fucking put it there. Don't beat around the bush, you know. But yeah, just say uh, it's gonna save there unless you stop it. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna. <laughs> we should do that one time. Like special announcement, new Xbox announced. Lazy Geeks played it, and then they're gonna download. Oh shit! And as soon as they figure that, never gonna give you up. <laughs> Rick roll a podcast. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is, dude. This is true. This is true. <laughs> it is what it is. Listen for the special announcement to get a free. Xbox Durango. <laughs> Never gonna Never give, gonna give you, you up. <laughs> no one would listen to the site anyway. They'd be like, fuck you guys. Yeah, no, they'd be like, you fucking suck. Oh, man. So you suck for falling for it. Yeah, it's like, don't blame us because you wanted to get a free Xbox. You stupid. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this little thing. So... Steve has decided that we we introduce <laughs> – it's a good idea – decided that we introduce what the douchebag of the week is because we noticed that there's like one day a week at le- or one day a month lately that people just download all of our past podcasts. And while we appreciate it, we just want to remind people that this is a news podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might not make much sense. Um, no, but as we do each and every week. We find the company, person, or entity, really. Yeah. All right. That does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery. 
and they become dun 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 the lazy geek lazy geeks douchebag of the week. Um, this current douchebag uh, has been douchebag of the week before. I think numerous occasions. On numerous occasions it has been. Uh, this week it was funny too because like this one I found. I swear to God, I think we found it like what Monday or Tuesday. I found it like Monday or Tuesday. I send it to Adam going. Because we always make sure we agree on it. And I'm like, what do you think? And the response I got from Adam was, I just read the title and agreed. Yep. <laughs> I saw Blackberry and I agreed. Yeah, 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 I know. It's hard not to agree when it's Blackberry. But uh, I'm going to read the article first, and then I'll say why it's a douchebag. But I just want to say something before you read it. When you read this article and you hear what the dude from BlackBerry said, I want all of you to keep in mind the meme. You mad, bro? <laughs> I want you all to keep that in mind because it will make sense. Uh, this, uh, this article comes from The Verge. As BlackBerry launches its keyboard-equipped Q10 smartphone, CEO Thornston Hines is once again downplaying the importance of tablets in the mobile market. Quote, in five years, I don't think there'll be a reason to have a tablet anymore, Hines told Bloomberg in an interview. Quote, maybe a big screen on your workspace, but not a tablet as such. Tablets themselves are not a good business model. Uh, BlackBerry's Playbook tablet was one of its most notable failures, quickly dropping in price after yeah after unsold inventory caused it to take a $485 million loss in the late 2011. Dude, they were selling those things for like fucking 20 bucks. <laughs> they were selling for so cheap, they couldn't get rid of them. Yeah, if, you, if, if, nobody, if you've heard the term fire sale but don't necessarily know what it means, it means when you just can't get rid of the shit. You're just taking basically best offer <laughs> mm-hmm. and getting rid of it. And that's what happened. These... These uh, BlackBerry playbooks went on a fire sale. You had a Best Buy. How much is the um, the playbook? How much do you want to spend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically what he's saying is, is because their playbook failed miserably that, oh, yeah, the tablets are the tablets are not going to be around in five years. But at the same time, for me... I know your company's not going to be around in five years. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I remember telling you that. I go, no, it should have been BlackBerry won't be around in five years. But what I equated this one, and I thought about it a long and hard, I thought, you know what? His, his reasoning for that is like a guy that can't get a date and just saying, I can't seem to get hit. I just seem to hit all the lesbians because yeah. none of them want to go out with me. It's, it's, like, it's other people's fault. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, really? It's like, a chi- it's like a child. Yeah, it really you know, is. Why didn't you finish your homework? Yeah. Well, I was going to, but you weren't home to help me with it. <laughs> derpy, derpy, derp. It, it just, it's just funny to me that like BlackBerry decides that the that their reasoning is like, oh, well, we don't see a reason that they're going to be around in five years. Um, Apple doesn't seem to be taking too much of a hit. Amazon doesn't seem to be taking too much. Even Samsung, Samsung, or even you know Microsoft. Even though we don't have solid sales numbers, but they seem to be doing okay. Nobody seems to be going on the BlackBerry. I can app. tell you, our retail shop. I can tell you from what I see, and I've talked to other people from different different shops. Um, 
that the iPad's always number one sales. Next, to, I always separate Samsung because most people buy Samsung when they buy an Android tablet. Hmm. Most people they'll buy they'll buy a tab or a Note. They don't really play around with the the Acers and the Toshibas and all that crap. Right. Um, and then the Microsoft tablets are getting each month more and more people are buying them, especially the Pro. Hmm. Like when someone wants a like they're like I want the most powerful tablet because i'm business this and that they get a pro they don't get a fucking ipad an ipad to those kind of people is a toy so you yeah. know who gets the playbook nobody <laughs> not even blackberry's employees <laughs> they don't even want that shit for free yeah like i'm, I'm just gonna buy an ipad i um right yeah well, i don't i never even used that i used it for five seconds when i got um when I had Sprint in California, I was getting my phones, and I got, like, that Samsung Epic. All right. I go, what's this thing? And they go, oh, it's the new BlackBerry um, Playbook. I thought that name was kind of cool, to be yeah. honest. I mean, that was kind of So I played – I mean, I got online. It worked. But the the interface was so not intuitive. I'm, I'm a tech geek, okay? I can pick up a piece of tech, and I'm off and running. I could not figure out how to get to anything. Yeah. I had that thing in my hand for like 15 fucking minutes. And I could, I, it took me 10 to figure out how to get to the web browser. <laughs> There's a problem. Yeah. Like no one's going to buy your shit if they can't figure out how to use it. Yeah. No one reads manuals anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell, most companies don't even give you manuals. So like if you want more information, go to the website. <laughs> right. So like I said, after the article that was just read, you mad, bro? That's all it is. <laughs> It really is. It, yeah, it really does come down to like just kind of you know, bit of a bit of angry sauce. Seems mm-hmm. to be a little little bitter. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, you can check out all these stories. Well, most of these stories and more on the website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network, where we, you can listen to all of our other shows that we have for you, like the Cinephile Podcast, the Lazy yeah. Ring of Death, and the In the Ink. Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, one word. The Lazy Geeks theme was provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. Uh, and like Adam says, you know, if you're hot, pictures, mm-hmm. you know, pictures pictures are are um, encouraged. Let's just Get say that. video clips, baby. It's 2013. <laughs> it's 2013. We get video clips. <laughs> 2012. Oh, wait. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so be sure to leave a comment because if you do, if we have time, we may read it on the podcast. Uh, so remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Ooh.